0: So today we are going to begin a new series called Habitual, but before we do, I want to do something a little different. You know, we were singing that song this morning, Great Are You, Lord, and uh, Eric and I had a conversation today, and we don't, we haven't done this in a little while. I don't know if you'd be willing to share that story again, but I wanted to give you an opportunity today to share some things lately that have been happening in your life that God has shown His greatness and I want to begin with Eric, if you would, man, if you'd come on up here, and I'm going to give you the mic just for the sake of the recording, Um, but what is something, you know, that that God has been doing that He's just shown Himself faithful and and great to you, and I thought this was a
1: cool story, and I thought we'd start with you. So, as you guys know, we, you know, Catherine and I, we we opened our business, and um, everybody who comes in very excited about it, but um, we still don't have enough traction people aren't coming in yet and so you know friday i was i was i was feeling a fair amount of stress and you know i got into the shower and, and was just sitting there thinking you know God I really need something good to happen just something anything and um so you know you know just shortly later i'm i'm going to mcdonald's i was gonna you know grab you know uh just a a very small amount of food for the family and and i go through the drive through and they're like sorry our our card readers down and so i was like well i, I don't have any cash so i was going to just i was going to pull away and i started to pull away and i went no you know what i i've got like 3 dollars in change in my in, in, in my car and in my pocket i said so let me just let me just go in i'll grab you know th- three cheeseburgers off the off the dollar menu and we'll we'll be good to go and so I go in there and, uh, you know, pulled my change out, and, and, and the lady at the counter, she was like, hey, it's all good, baby, it all spins. I said, I said, yes. Yeah. it's going to get embarrassing here for a second, let me uh, let me count this out. And, of course, you know, I have, I have money on the card if I could pull it out, but, um, but the card reader was down again. And so a, a young guy, he was early 20s, um, and his, you know, wife or girlfriend was standing there with him, and, and he goes, and he saw me counting out my change, he goes, hey, buddy, you put your change back. He says, I, I got this. This is on me. And I went, I said, no, hey, man, look, I'm I'm not that bad off. I said, they, there's the card readers down. And, and he said, sorry, man, this is just what the Lord told me to do. You'll have to argue with him. And uh, honestly, I mean, like, you know, I, uh, we had a little bit longer of exchange. Uh, I asked him if he liked video games. I went and got him some game passes and and shared that with him. He was very excited, said he wanted to you know, come back and try at the store. But you know, after he had walked away, it was all I could do, not to, not to tear up in the McDonald's, just because it was so much asked and answered for the Lord. I mean, it, it was a small gesture of $3, but the impact was so much larger than that, that I had asked God, just, I just need something good, just some, something. And when that guy told me, he said, this is what the Lord told me to do, you'll have to argue with him. I couldn't argue with him. I, I couldn't argue with the Lord in that moment. It was just His way of saying, "I'm still with you. I'm still with you, and I hear you when you call on me." So it was a, it was a really powerful moment, you know, over a small thing in McDonald's. But it was, it was huge for me that day. So thanks for giving me the opportunity to share that with us.
0: God is good, and all the time. Does anybody else have a story? If you don't, I have one, but I want to give you an opportunity. So uh, in the – I haven't shared – I've shared this with a couple of you, but in in our backyard we have this tree. The tree is huge. It's a pretty tall tree. I don't know. It's got to be 50-foot tall, something like that. But the tree is dead. And I had tried to have this cut down. I could cut it down myself, but because we're in a neighborhood, it would either – there's no free place for it to just fall. Without having to climb up a tree or have a, a bucket um, truck, so uh, you know I had to have, to have someone cut it down. And so you know the quotes and the crazy stuff that I got from people are like over two thousand dollars and something just to cut down this tree. And uh, so like, Lord, you know, so I hadn't done anything with it, left it alone. Florence the storm for Florence comes in, and I'm worried about it because this is essentially a dead tree. If it falls, we we're, we're liable. For our house or somebody else's house, and uh, and I just remember praying, Lord, I promise, please, you know, it's kind of one of those if you just get me through it moments, I'll I'll do this, and I was just praying, Lord, if you please just protect our house and others through Florence, uh, I will find someone to cut down this tree, and everything was fine, and I did keep my word. Um, and within, a, within that week, I was contacting people trying to get better quotes, and I found someone that would cut down our tree for $350, which, by the way, I will share his info with all of you, okay? But the problem was uh, he came out, looked at it. He was going to climb the tree, and the tree was dead, and his spikes wouldn't stick in the tree. So he's like, I'm going to have to come back with a bucket truck and he's so like, you know, I'll give you a call on Thursday, and we'll see if we can set this up again. So Thursday rolls around. Didn't hear from him. I'm trying not to make this too long of a story. But I call him. He's like, man, I'm so sorry. Uh, I'd love to come out there. But he, the guy's a motorcycle rider, and he got rear-ended by a car. He's like, I can barely see out of even, like, one eye right now. I'm like, oh, man, well, I'm so sorry. I'll be praying for you. And this guy's just, you know, all tatted up kind of. Kind of guy, just a really neat individual. His name is Jay, by the way. So pray for him to continue to get better. So anyway, uh, I didn't even. The following week comes, and then now here's Storm Michael, and which is going to have even stronger gusts, and uh, you know, in our area. And I'm like, Lord, I have really tried here, and I just the the morning of the storm, I still had to go to work. Diane had to go to work. And I'm just praying my guts out, Lord, please, just get us through this one more time. If i got to find somebody else, I'll, I'll do that. Um, but please just protect our house, protect the neighbor's houses, don't let it go in the road. It's just such a small area where this tree could fall. And so I get in uh, my car to leave to go to work. And for some weird reason, my, I, I changed out the radio in my car and the, when the, it's, it connects via Bluetooth to my phone and does weird things. When I turn on the car, all of a sudden it plays some random song. Or it opens up some random app and plays something. The other day it was uh, the Bible. The other, it's a different song here and there and the other. And so it makes no sense. And I'll look at my phone some mornings and there's like no app even on in my phone. So I'm like, how is this even working? How is this happening? And anyway, I say that to say that when I was backing out of the driveway... The wind's going, I'm looking at the trees, and I'm just praying. And the song comes on by Chris Tomlin, a remake of Solid Rock. This the hymn, Solid Rock. And, and the verse in particular is I'm backing out of the driveway is talking about in every high and stormy gale, uh, my strength will hold within the veil. I'm like, <laughs> all right, Lord, it's going to be okay. And I drive off and I go to work. And they're all day, trying not to stress about it. Drive back home looking. I don't see any trees down. In my yard are all kinds of limbs. Because our house, if you've seen it, is hugged by trees. Different kinds of limbs, stray limbs there. But I go back and I look, and that tree, it's like it's not even been touched. Not even some of the limbs that were dead that could have fallen off of it had fallen. Other limbs from other trees had fallen. But that tree was completely untouched. And there's just no way that you can't tell me that the Lord was looking after us to give time for Jay to come and to cut down this tree. But God is good. He's great. And we can't forget that. We cannot forget that, 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 that this whole experience, that this whole relationship that we have with Jesus is real that he is with us on a daily basis. We forget. And we've said we've talked about this lately that a preacher's job really more than anything is just to be a reminder. We forget over and over and over who God truly is. And as we look at this passage of scripture today, I'm going to start in reverse really because in 2nd Peter chapter 2 or excuse me, chapter 1 is where we'll be and don't worry about throwing this up quite yet, Justin, because I'm going to go out of order for a second. But in this, in this passage of Scripture, Peter is talking to to this church, and, and he's trying to remind them <clears throat> of some particular qualities that they need in, in their life. But he says, he says this at the end after he says it, which we're going to look at. He says, For we did not follow cleverly devised myths when we made known to you the power And coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. This isn't just some story, by the way. Yeah, I'm trying to encourage you how to live the way that you should live. This isn't just some story. This isn't something that we made up. You know, this isn't anything that you need to doubt. It says, because, you know, we were eyewitnesses of His majesty. And for when He received honor and glory from God the Father, and the voice was borne to Him by the majestic glory, saying, This is my beloved Son with whom I am well pleased, we ourselves heard this very voice born from heaven, for we were with him on the holy mountain. We were there when the voice of God literally spoke and said, This is my son. This isn't some tale. This isn't some myth. This isn't just some made-up religion. This is the God of the universe that you serve. And as I remind you of these things, don't forget, this is legit. This is, for real, this is, this is life-changing. <clears throat> and he says as well, we have this prophetic word, more fully confirmed, to which you will do well to pay attention, like a lamp shining in a dark place, until the day dawns and the morning star rises in your hearts. Knowing this, first of all, that no prophecy of Scripture comes from someone's own interpretation. Scripture, what we look at, what we read today, the Holy Bible, the Word of God, doesn't, wasn't some guy's idea. It wasn't, you know, Joe out here and he decided to write down some things that he thought would be good. And we're like, hey, great, that's a good way to live. Let's go with, with his plan. This is from God. It says, for no prophecy was ever produced by the will of man, but men spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. That's what we when we consider scripture. Scripture is, is the inspired word of God. This isn't the words of men. Peter wrote this down, but it says that he was carried along, that he was, the Holy Spirit was working through him to write these words. They're not the words of Peter. They're the words of God himself. So as we look at These attributes, as we look at these this idea of these habits that need to be in our life, this way that we should live, we need to always remember the foundation from which it comes. That it comes from God. Doesn't come from man. And that this God that we follow is mighty, is true, and is active in all of our lives. This isn't religion. This is a relationship with the very God of the universe. And so as we, as we share that and we lay that foundation this morning, I want to kick into a, a series called, called Habitual. It says the exasperating power of habits. There are, there are habits that, that God is calling us to have. There are things that, that He wants us to have in our lives. And that if we have these particular attributes, if we have these habits, that, that things will go well for us. And, and this has come to my mind lately because I've, I've struggled with, with obtaining all kinds of good habits in my life year after year after year. And there, when it comes to living for the Lord, there are some habits that have to be there. There are some things that need to be in our lives to allow us to be strong to allow us to be the people that He's called us to be. Had a, a wake-up call this week, and I've talked about this before from the pulpit, but it's always been kind of more of an illustration, much more than, than a real slap in the face. But this past week, it was kind of a, a slap in the face to me. That there are some things that had to change in my life. This isn't important necessarily as, as, as these spiritual things, but it's all important, and we'll see that in Scripture. The idea of me trying to be healthy. In all of our lives, we need to be healthy, physically and spiritually, I believe, okay? But I have been working out, for example, for six months straight, Monday through Friday, faithfully. Out of six months, maybe I've missed three days, Monday through Friday, faithfully, in and out of that gym for an hour or more. And doing all that kind of stuff, has not changed my weight. I've increased muscle mass, wonderful, but the weight and the fat is still there because I believed that I could just continue to eat whatever I wanted as long as I worked out, and then I would lose weight. because that used to work when I was in my 20s, apparently. But I had to get to this point. I realized, you know what, Lance, you're, you're in your 40s, it's time for you to grow up. Things have to change. And so realizing that, I'm trying and I'm just beginning, so I don't want to go too far to say, hey, I've done this and I've established all these great habits and I'm going to be super slim, but, but I'm embracing the struggle of saying there's got to be some change. There have to be, there's those moments in your life where you realize, I've got to change some stuff and I'm going to create some new habits. When it comes to our spiritual lives, which really, I hate to, there's no separation our whole life is physical and spiritual together. That is, that is what we see in Scripture. Everything affects everything. Okay? Let's take a look at that. Let's take a look at first uh, the first chapter in Second Peter. Just to give you some background, Simon Peter, a servant and apostle of Jesus Christ, to those who have obtained a faith of equal standing with ours by the righteousness of our God and Savior. Jesus Christ. Peter says, you're just like me. You have a faith like me. Because of Jesus, we are, we are considered just as, you're just as righteous as, as the apostle Peter. All right. Because of Christ. May grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. Grace and peace. That's great. That's what I want. But he, he dives in now to some habits. and We've looked at this passage of Scripture before, but I, I want to spend some time camping out here over the next four weeks. Next week we're going to have a special speaker, by the way. Daryl Lemler is going to speak. Okay, But after that, we'll continue through this series. It says this. It says, His divine power has granted to us all things that pertain to life, and Godliness. His divine power has granted to, uh, to us all the things that pertain to life and godliness. He has given us the power that we receive from God by His Spirit has given us everything we need for life and godliness. It's not just for... Uh, what we would, when we try, it's not, there's no separation, but when we try to consider spiritual things, it's not just for that. It's not just for being good people. It's actually for every aspect of life. And I have, trust me, been calling upon God in prayer and help to change some things in my life when it comes to the physical side of things. But He is giving us power for every part of life. There is nothing that we face that God doesn't care about. That God doesn't want to have a hand in. You don't ever get to say, no, God doesn't care about this because he does. Or that this part of my life God doesn't need to address because he does. You know, one of the things we're going to look in here is is self-control. Does self-control just relate to whatever we deem spiritual things? Or does it deem, you know, when I look at my life when it comes to food, does it imply that as well? That gift of that, that, that attribute, rather, of self-control, spiritually strengthened, should affect every aspect of our lives. Who created food? This is not a trick question. Jesus. Yes, thank you. And he created it for a pleasure, but he created it for, for life, for giving life. And we, we see all of that, all that we see is from the Lord. Every good thing is from Him. His divine power has granted to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of Him who called us to His own glory and excellence. Is there any area of your life that you've left out from God? Is there any area of your life that you haven't let the Lord in? Is there any area of your life that you've said, nah, I've got this, I can handle this. This other part belongs to you, but not this part. Everything. We have the power from Him to accomplish all that is before us. It says, By which He has granted to us His precious and very great promises, so that through them you may become partakers of, Of the divine nature. God's promises that we see in Scripture are these ways that we interact with God, that we continue to taste of His divine nature. We continue to interact with God's presence in our life. I was calling upon God and His promises, looking at stuff out of Proverbs where it says that the Lord looks after the righteous, and not saying that I'm righteous because of me, only because of Jesus, but That means that we fit into that category. I was like, Lord, please take care of me. And not just me, take care of my family. If this tree falls, there's going to be some serious financial, maybe not ruin, it would feel like that, but some serious financial repercussions. Lord, I need your help. His promises allow us to partake of the divine. If God promises something, He will fulfill it. But His promises are there for us to call upon Him, to go to Him in need for for all these things. There's nothing that's off the table, nothing at all. Having escaped from the corruption that is in the world because of sinful desire. For this very reason, And here comes the list that we've looked at in the past. For this very reason, make every effort to supplement your faith. It all begins with faith to begin with, our faith in Christ, our salvation. That's key, that's foundational. But but in that faith, it doesn't mean that we just rest on that faith and we don't seek the Lord to change things in our life. We can't just live out our lives in faith without... Allowing God to work, here's our spiritual word for the day, work out sanctification in our lives. Faith in Christ is forgiveness of our sins, knowing that we will be with Him. We have a relationship with God, but He still looks at us and and works out sanctification, says there are things in your life that need to be changed. I want you to look more like me. You're struggling with sin in this world. You will continue to face all kinds of things, but I'm not done with you. There's things that will change if you would place yourself in my hands. And in order for for that to happen, I want you to establish some attributes. Why would we expect that from our earthly parents who taught us to make up our bed, who taught us to brush our teeth, who taught us to tie our shoes, who taught us, You know, to clean up after ourselves, to flush the toilet when you leave. You know, maybe some of us are still learning these things. I don't know. But, you know, those kinds of things we learn from parents, right? The basic things, why would we expect to hear those from our parents and not from our Heavenly Father? God says there are things that need to be in your life. There are some attributes. There are some characteristics. There are some habits that need to be in your life for very good reason. Now, let's look at those. For this reason, that we're in verse 5, make every effort to supplement your faith with virtue and virtue with knowledge and knowledge with self-control and self-control with steadfastness and steadfastness with godliness and godliness with brotherly affection and brotherly affection with love. We're gonna dissect some of those over the next few weeks individually and spend more time in this particular passage of scripture, but let's list those out so we're talking about virtue, knowledge, self control, steadfastness, godliness, brotherly affection, and love. So list of some, some interesting attributes that should be in our lives each one of those could be opened up and you realize, well, what really is virtue? What really is self-control? What is steadfastness? Faithfulness, if you will. What are all these things? And, and so he lists these things, and this is really interesting. This is, he was talking about relying upon the promises of God and knowing that we taste of the divine in that regard. And here's a promise right at the end of this passage. He says, for whoever... Or for if these qualities, in verse 8, for if these qualities are yours and are increasing, they keep you from being ineffective or unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. It's a great promise right there. Very clear, very straightforward. If these qualities are yours, and they are increasing, which you're becoming more, you have more self-control than you used to. You have, you're more uh, steadfast than you used to. If they are yours, then they are increasing. They will keep you from being ineffective. And the opposite, the positive way is they'll, they'll allow you to be fruitful. That when you live your life, that things will have meaning, they'll have purpose, they'll grow, they'll move forward. You will be effective. They will keep you from being ineffective, and they will allow you to be fruitful. If you could focus on these things in your life. And so Peter says, Therefore, brothers, be all the more diligent to confirm your calling and election to really make sure that you're serious about your relationship with God, to put it in other words. For if you practice these qualities, here's another promise, you will never what? You will never fall. For in this way, there will be richly provided for you an entrance into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Therefore, I intend, and this is really interesting, I intend to always remind you Of these qualities even though right though you know them and are established in the truth that you have you already know these things you've grown up hearing these things you've heard this stuff in church week after week after week but Peter says I feel that I need to continually remind you of these things why because they're so important because if these things are in your life you won't fall If these things are in your life, you're going to be effective. You will move the ball forward. You won't be frustrated. You won't be banging your head against the wall. If these things are in your life, you can count on the fact that you're growing and you're honoring the Lord. If Peter says this to to the church then he's we are a part of the church then it's important for us to capture these things as well. We're going to look at these virtues, these list of things over the next so many weeks and we're going to talk about the idea of of where where scripture brings up habits, where script, scripture brings up practices and and principles. Because there are some things, and maybe, maybe you're like me when it comes to the, the eating thing, that you realize there's some stuff in my life, and now it's time for this part to change. Now it's time for me to establish this habit. And maybe it's, maybe it's something as simple as what I'm dealing with in the physical side. God will give strength in that area as well. Because it's for what? It's all for all of life. And godliness, nothing is off the table. It's interesting how we can talk to our our friends or it's interesting how we can talk to our spouse about things we deal with or issues and yet we don't take those things to God. That doesn't make any sense at all, does it? The interesting thing about this to me and the idea of habits is that God's the one who made us. God's the one that knows how we're put together. God's the one that knows how we tick. You know, he's He's the one to, to use, you know, I guess a, I guess a psychological word out now, our triggers. What are the things that um, make us go off in anger? Lord, okay, if that's the case, and he points that out, you need to work on that. We bring those things to him. Triggers when... You know, to use my old illustration of driving, okay, all right, Lord, help me with that. Or my triggers with unhealthy eating, Lord, help me with that. Is there anything that he won't help you with? There's not. It's not minimal. It's not small. To remind you of Psalm 139 from, I believe, last week. He knows every thought. He knows every step. He knows when you wake. He knows when you rise. Every moment. So we're going to talk about this in the next coming weeks. But this morning, I want you to be reminded, as as we talked earlier, about the greatness of God. The greatness of who He is. Don't forget that He's with you every moment that we can rely upon Him with everything. I I wonder what it is this morning that you need help with. Everybody has something. Everybody. Unless you've reached perfection, then I'm not sure why you're here. You know, the Lord usually just takes those people home. Well, they're done. Okay, just come with me. (laughs) Justin's leaving. (laughs) As everybody else laughs hysterically. Now, so... What I would like to do uh, today, before we dismiss, is just to do this. Um, I just, I just want to give you a moment, Diane. If you wouldn't mind, honey, if you would come and just play a little bit of piano for us. I want you to have a moment uh, of reflection, if you will, some time with you and the Lord. And as we as we get ready to to explore some of this in the coming weeks. Just to have you take some time between you and the Lord today to bring that issue, that worry, that fear, that thing that needs to be changed, positive, negative, whatever it is, to him. And just to say, Lord, help me to establish these attributes in my life. Help me to to trust in you with these things. Help me to be open to listen to what it is that you want me to do in the next coming weeks. So I just want you to have some personal time with him. So I'm going to just ask you to, you don't have to close your eyes when you pray. You don't have to bow your head. But it usually helps to avoid the distractions. So let's take some time to just talk with him. this morning, Lord, as we come before you, Lord, we just pray that you would You would order our lives, Lord, that you take the, the pieces that are there, and that, Lord, that you would sort through them, and that you would remove the things that don't belong that you would strengthen the things that do well, Lord that you would bring into our lives the things that have been missing Lord this list that we've seen today Lord of, uh, of brotherly love and, and, and virtue and, Lord this, this long list of things Lord we, we rely upon you Lord to build those things up in our lives Lord, help us to be people that are full of your Spirit, Lord, that that carry all those virtues, Lord, so that we can be effective. Lord, that that nothing that comes our way will will pull us down because of our strong faith in you. Lord, I pray that... um, that you would establish within us Lord godly habits Lord that we would um, stay faithful to you that we would be reminded of your presence with us reminded of your power Lord we love you and, and we just give to you today our very selves praying Lord that you would continue to work within us Lord through your process, Lord, of sanctification, Lord, that you would mold us and shape us and make us more like you. We thank you that you're our Father, that you're our Lord, that you're our Creator, that you're our Savior today. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. What I would encourage you to do as you guys go throughout this week is to take that chapter and reflect on it. It's really easy just to pull it up in Bible Gateway on your phone and just hit the play button. You know, set it in your seat as you're driving or if you're cooking supper, breakfast, whatever. Um second Peter chapter one, just listen to it. Just listen to that chapter over and over and over. Kinda chew on it, if you will. Savor it. Okay? The Bible says to taste and to see that the Lord is good. Take it in. and, uh, And then you'll be ready as we continue, too. Let's tear this puppy down.